At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of the Pain Game Podcast is sponsored by True Classic. As you can see, the best fitting t-shirt a man can buy. Getting a t-shirt these days that is flattering and fits you is really tough. Trust me, I know. They're either too big on the sleeves, too small on the sleeves, too big around the waist, too small around the waist. It just doesn't fit you like a real man should be fitted. And that's where True Classic can help. True Classic make the best fitting tees that are silky soft for you and me and all us men who've been struggling with this, this real issue for a long time. Two million men trust True Classic to get them a decent fit and an affordable price. And I've got you covered with 25% off when you use my code TRUE at trueclassic.com for a limited time so you better use it now. I'm wearing True Classic now. I'm also wearing True Classic in this podcast. You'll see the variety. It's great. Go and check them out. Links in the description below. But for now, enjoy the podcast. At one time, I was homeless. Instead of going home every night, there was no home to go to. Life at home was very difficult. I grew up being abused. I lost my belt. I lost respect. I embarrassed my family. My vision was pretty much non-existent. I was able to just about scrape by the medicals. I come out, I have supreme confidence, but I'm scared to death. And I'm afraid of everything. I didn't care about living, I just wanted to die. I got up and I felt the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. I knew I was going to make a comeback. Fighting, this was designed for me. This is what makes us who we are. Who the fuck is that? I'm so far ahead of this game. My dream, my vision for myself is to be the greatest martial artist to ever live. I have always been a fighter. There's nothing I do better in this life than fighting. There ain't never been a man that could better me. I was born to do this. Nobody can get close. I'm the best fighter in the world. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion that's ever been. Welcome back to the Pain Game Podcast. It's me and the big lad himself. It's weird. Look at the gun What's show, up, baby. Man. The gun show. What's up? Training again. Um, oh yes, we got to make this regular because people just fucking loved it last time. I've been. I, I know a lot of people saying you got to keep doing this. Big news: Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury may actually Ooh. fucking happen after all of this shit that we've been going through. Tyson Fury has offered AJ a sixty forty split, and yes. Anthony Joshua has accepted. Yes. Mate, what the fuck are you thinking about that? This fight has been one that we've wanted for years now. Mm. We, we had it pigeonholed, and then it got separated. Both guys went their separate ways. We lost our collective minds. Like, why didn't you make this fight? And mm. then, of course, Andy Ruiz said, yeah, you should have made the fight. Because yep. then he knocked out AJ. <laughs> 
everything went to shit. But now, now it's now it's finally back, sixty forty. I did see today that they're having issues on the dates, and I don't know if that's a big deal or if that's going to hold things up. I know Tyson wants to be on December third. AJ wants to go on December seventeenth. Hopefully, that's not a, a big thing that. that Somehow so, throws us off so again. So let's, let's dissect this uh, piece by piece together because yeah. the first of all, Fury was on the radio beforehand saying, oh, I, did, I didn't give them 80-20 like he would have done that to me. And Eddie Hearn yeah. was like, no, no, like we literally offered Tyson Fury 60-40 when we were champion and he didn't have ah. the belt and he rejected us because he wanted 50-50. Yeah. And we are now accepting the fight that he wouldn't accept. So... Yeah. It's so classic Tyson Fury it's, to come out with dude, shit it's Tyson, like this. It's, it's Tyson to a T. Mate, it, it's weird how this guy has cultivated the, the personality where he can lie to the public just on a daily <laughs> basis, change his mind on an hourly basis, and an nobody hourly. even gets annoyed. They're like, no. that's just Tyson. It's just Tyson no. being Tyson. No. Um, he... Nah, what, what I'm going to say about Tyson is he, you know, in the ring, he shows up, does his thing. But mm. outside of it, it's a fucking hand grenade. You have yeah. no idea what the guy's thinking at, at any given moment. Like, I have no idea. I, I if found this it is frustrating real. personally as he's get, like when he first came out of his mental slump and yeah. became this sort of reformed guy. I was like, wow, like the sincerity, the humble attitude, like right. and. That's some, I, I'm sure that's still there, but it's been a long time since I've seen that version of him. It's the clown, the jester, the unpredictable wild motherfucker. Yeah. And we had Tony Bellew on the radio this morning basically saying, look, why is Anthony Joshua being called out by the champion? It's because mm. he's the biggest draw in boxing and therefore he deserves 50-50. He, he, he made the argument that he's the Conor McGregor of boxing. And I, I was thinking about it and I thought, you know what? I disagree because Conor McGregor made his name being dynamic in the cage, but also dynamic as a personality. What right. we what what we became fans of with AJ, all right, stay hungry, stay humble, all of that was great. But realistically, yeah. we love knockouts. Yep. And it's been a long time since AJ actually has looked like a devastating fighter. Now that, to be fair, is because of the level he's at. But right. if if we look at it, I'm just going to quickly bring up his um, his record, bro, because it sort of it put it into perspective for me, like how lackluster AJ has been. And this isn't me like saying, "Oh, he's not good anyway," because obviously I rate him very highly. But I mean. You've got the two losses to Usyk, which didn't yes. gain him any fans. And you no. not worldwide, I think most people were saying you should have pulled the trigger. You should have gone for it more in both fights. Kubrat Pulev, who took, who dragged him into the ninth round and really should not have been in there with him. Not yeah, it wasn't a great performance. Right. The Andy Ruiz rematch, which we all were like, okay, you jabbed his head off and got out of there, but you didn't. You didn't pile the pressure on the way Usyk did to him. Right. And then the, the Ruiz loss, I mean, was that was a shocker. And I don't know if he's ever fully recovered from it. But, but we're now down to Povetkin in 2018. Uh, Joseph, like Joseph Parker, which was a boring fight. Like the, the, the level that AJ was on when he beat Klitschko, when he was box office AJ, is 2017 that was, sorry. So I have to disagree with Tony respectfully, in case I say him, um, because... Uh, <laughs> You know, he's just, 
he ain't that guy anymore. I think 60-40 is actually a, a very fair split at this point. Yeah. And I actually think now with Fury's marketing in America and the wrestling, and he's become a bigger global star. Whereas AJ, yeah. when he went to America, it was embarrassing. And when he went back to Saudi Arabia, it wasn't exactly electrifying. So right. like, yeah, the UK love him, but you know, you're, yeah, you're no. in America, you, you know better than me, mate. How do you say it? Yeah. No, it, 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 I, I saw some people on Twitter being like, it should be 50-50 because AJ is a massive draw. And I was like, yeah, he was. And even, you know, I, I've heard that Usyk and, and AJ too did 700K, but Tyson, like you said, has become a worldwide global superstar in multiple assets to his <clears> name, right? You said the wrestling. He's also in America. We love him. We, we almost adopt him as one of our own. He sings mm. American Pie after every freaking fight, yeah. you know? So not very well, but he's singing. <laughs> but no, I, I think that that sixty forty is fair. I, I don't see any other way that you do that because you know you're coming off two losses, and I know that's not necessarily how you you do a revenue split. It's obviously marketability, but AJ has become that guy that we almost expect to not show up in the best form, you know. And that's not a, a slight to him. It's it's more so his opponents, but. You're going in against the best in the world, and Tyson is the best in the world, or at least one of when we're talking about the heavyweights now with Usyk, but you go into that fight, and you're automatically thinking, okay, this should be Tyson's fight to win. What is the draw for Anthony here? Yes, he can knock Tyson out, but he hasn't done that in a while, you know? He's not got the reputation that he once had as that one-punch That devastator, death right? Yeah. yeah. Wilde has very much took that from him. Snatched and even though Wilder it. lost to Fury, his stock has gone up way beyond AJ. He's because too. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Wilder was willing to die in there. And mm. therefore, everyone was like, fuck me. That was a war. AJ that has never fight. given us that level of commitment. That third fight between Wilder and, and Fury, because... You didn't have the caveats of, oh, Fury's coming off a three-year bender. Like, he mm. he shouldn't be taking this fight. It, it, he should be taking more warm-ups. This was a fully prepared, Kronk-style Tyson Fury. Yeah, mm. he was a bit bigger, but still, he's adopted that. And Wilder, who everyone wrote off as being, okay, that second fight messed him up mentally. He's not going to be the same. Mm. Fuck you. He came in and dropped Tyson twice, yeah. son. And, and that's the thing. It's like, that Deontay Wilder got better in those little three, you know, whatever it was, two, three yeah. fights. Anthony Joshua hasn't shown that ability mentally to be able to to come back after a performance that wasn't his greatest and just shock everyone, put on that next level of performance, throw away all the mental skeletons and get mm. back in and say, fuck it, man, I'm just going to go. Whatever happens, you know, like it, it doesn't seem like he's fully let go of some of those losses. Absolutely. Uh, I've, I've not really seen a fight that changed so much. The yeah. way we're looking in a bad way, you know, like the way he's come back and now clearly is a bit gun shy. Um, yeah. And when you're a power puncher and you become gun shy, it ain't a good look. And it's a shame because we can see his boxing technique has improved. And I look yeah. at him against Usyk and I think no way could Deontay Wilder do that for 12 rounds with Usyk. Right. But the problem is, is Deontay Wilder still have a better chance than you would because he would actually have the balls to pull the trigger and leave it all in there inside yeah. six rounds. So let, let's talk about the, the the reasoning behind Fury going after Anthony Joshua at this yeah. point in his career when he's previously rejected fights with Anthony Joshua, which we have yeah. sort of proof of now. Why now, do you think? Because a lot of people think it's slightly cynical um, mm. 
of, of him to pick AJ after two defeats, a bit of a mental breakdown there. Do you yeah. think that... Remember, I, I see a little bit of Floyd in Tyson personally, where F Floyd didn't right want now. the Pacquiao fight, and then Cotto yeah. um, sleeps Pacquiao, and all of a sudden Floyd's like, "I tell you what, we'll we'll, we'll make that fight." <laughs> um, so, it, do you think there's a hint of that, or do you think he's just like, "Look, yeah. I just want to fight"? Well, I think there's a, there's a little bit of both, right? Because Tyson was retired for all of like an hour, right? And he's done this before. I honestly think Tyson doesn't know what to do outside of boxing. I don't think he, I mean, I know he has other things, but I just don't know if he thinks he is Tyson Fury without that ring. I don't know if he thinks he's the Gypsy King without that squared circle. I don't know if he knows himself outside mm -hmm. of it, right? And so, and his dad said the same, you know, as much as we, we take the piss out of John Fury, he's like, this guy can't, like retirement's not going to suit him. He needs to be in a boxing ring, whether he's coaching, whether he's doing mm. it, he has to do it. I think he and knew the whole time. I, the I think this was a Jay-Z move where he's like, yeah, I'm retired. And then, you know, when Jay-Z <laughs> comes back with his album, everyone's in, like, I think that was just his way of making noise. It been. No, I, I think so. And then, you know, when you're talking about why he picked Joshua, it, it seems like Usyk's going to be out for a bit. Said he's got an injury, something he's got to heal up. He wouldn't be ready by December. Tyson wants to fight in December. And there are some names. You know, I, I even heard the WBC is, is looking at making uh, Andy Ruiz and, and Deontay Wilder, should he win, a mandatory possible challenge again. Dude, and so, and so we get the fourth fight. fight, possibly. Yeah. I would love it, though. Yeah. But I, I think it is. I think it's a bit of both of what you're saying. I think he saw that, you know, AJ is just maybe not the same as he was in 2017 when he was on top of the world. And that Tyson has, you know, again, evolved his style to really be two or three different fighters at a time. You know, we talked about Floyd Mayweather adopting two or three different styles during his career and mm -hmm. sometimes using them all at once. Yeah. The only way you see, in my opinion, Anthony Joshua beating Tyson is if he does knock him dead. And Tyson is hittable in certain instances, but he's slick defensively. He can go to that. The Otto Wileen fight showed it. I mean, many fights before that showed it. Klitschko showed it, but you know then what, bro? he's got this cronk style where he just walks you down, puts that jab in your fucking face yeah. and says, eat it, you know, so. I actually think, um, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be betting on AJ to win this fight at all, but I think AJ with his new, <laughs> this all depends on the mentality of AJ, but yeah. regard, regardless, AJ's skill set is more suited to a fight with Fury than it is with Usyk. Yeah, I think yeah. I think because Usyk never stands still, even if we look in that mega round he had, where when we looked at it in slow-mo, it realized that five out of every six punches AJ threw, he was missing. With him, um, yeah. Fury does stand still, and that's how Wilder was able to drop him multiple times in, in, in yeah. the fight. And I think that there's a real a chance that AJ could drop Fury at some point in that fight. Don't get me wrong. I think he probably gets up and kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> but, 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 but when I hear people who, I mean, Fury is so loved in this country, people yeah. just repeat what Fury says verbatim. And what they don't realize is like, Fury is a salesman. Like yeah. real boxing heads, we know what he's doing, but some people just repeat it. And it's like, oh, I'll beat that little middleweight up. It's like, well, actually, Usyk is a fucking nightmare style, in my <laughs> opinion, for any fight out there. No yeah. one's relishing fighting Usyk. I think this might be right. part of the reason why I was like, yeah, give me give me Joshua as a warm-up for this little bastard, actually. I do think that if if uh, AJ gets his tactics right, shows his improved uh, footwork, and, yeah. and can commit with that level of hand speed and size, we've seen say. he poses a lot of the same problems Wilder did, in yeah. with, just with better technique. Not quite yeah. as hard-hitting, obviously, but... 
AJ's fast though. Yeah, like, I, I would I would think he's his hands are faster than he's way fitter as well. Are. By the way, like AJ's yeah. fitness in the Usyk fights really impressed me. Even though he never yeah. put, put like never went for it. it, the way he managed to stay with him for uh, like ten rounds, I was like, okay, this is really yeah. for a guy as big Those as you. First six rounds, fucking well, that was like, done in three rounds, man. He was gassed yeah. in three rounds. He just was going off of pure will. No, those first six rounds in the second fight, you know, let, let's give AJ his flowers here. He he did what the game plan was for him and stay in front of Usyk, right? Mm. To try to walk him into certain places and, and get shots off. The problem was he just wasn't able to get those shots where he wanted to throw them mm. consistently. But he was there, right? He was in front of him. And this is the thing, too. Like, we're talking about the matchup now with, with uh, AJ and, and Tyson. You can't go and try to bully AJ. Like, you can't cronk style, in my, in my opinion. I don't think you can just walk. I know Tyson's 290, but you can't just walk AJ down and bully him, in my opinion. Yeah, you could do that a while, though, because his inside fighting was so poor. But as yeah. you've seen with uh, Klitschko, and this was years ago, don't get me wrong, but Fury showed him a lot of respect, and it wouldn't surprise me if we see the slick Fury until the later yeah. rounds. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, the clinch game from, from AJ isn't, Deontay's he still has one of the best uppercuts left hooks in the game you know yeah. so you get close with him and you want to start exchanging in the pocket you know it seems like Fury can take a bunch of body shots with that gut but <laughs> he's coming upstairs with that uppercut and he's hitting mm. the hook behind it and all of a sudden you're on Wobblesville you know so mm. I, I think that yeah I think he is going to have to adopt a more slick style not just necessarily the Otto Wileen fight where he's just kind of laying on the ropes and you know shifting way back and forth but I think he's going to have to again patient aggressive pressure with a counterfighter mentality almost you know i always talked about conor mcgregor being a counter an offensive counterfighter i can yeah. see the same thing here with bait, bait with, them uh, into making the mistakes and then punishing them just on the edge of range yeah. sort of thing yeah i think i think tyson does something like that but again like you said a style that that aj has here is conducive because he is technically tight you know he's not wild he's not deontay wilder and he's not wild right so if he throws things with a technical basis behind it and doesn't overextend on shots and is around in the later rounds to, to carry that power, Tyson is available sometimes, and he can get hit. My only thing with AJ coming into this fight in terms of, obviously, the technical difference between the two is he has to become more unpredictable. I, fe I feel like that's why Usyk cruised past yeah. him both times yeah. is Usyk just seeing the punches coming and that he was on the edge of him or bouncing off the gloves and... I feel Fury's vision is going to be similar, you know, so yeah. he has to, I think he may end up getting a new coach because he's been lied to by his last two fucking coaches, broad daylight, um, mate. Both of them yeah. saying, you're winning every round, just fucking lying to him. He needs a coach who's going to be straight with him and, and try and make him less predictable. If I was, if I was Anthony Joshua, I would, I would come and train in, in America. I would. I would come and get, and get away from everything that's going mm -hmm. on over there. Maybe not with Robert Garcia. I don't know if, if he wants to stay there and, and go with Robert. Cool, but yeah. somewhere, just get away from from everything that you know is is comfortable and that you've done before, and come out here and, and get some good work with a real gym. Not to say he's not in one, but with a real gym here in the U.S. But, you know? Yeah, I'm sick of when you hear, "Oh, he's in Sheffield" and all of that. I'm just like, man, it's. It's just not leveling him up enough, man. He needs, no. He's for the athletic specimen AJ is. He has not fulfilled his potential, in my yeah. opinion. And I think he needs a fucking sports psychologist desperately as well. By the way, yeah, no, Jesus, yeah, I, I think that's, that might be the most important thing. Yeah, no. I, if he doesn't already have one, I, I'm shocked that he doesn't. But it just seems like a, a spider web, you know. He's just trying to untangle everything and. You kind of saw it in that post fight. Everything come out at once, and 
yeah, he definitely needs someone to be able to to just yeah. write all those thoughts, you know, just to be able to direct them because he has good intentions. And I think he, in those little moments, like even when he was talking about, he talked to Usyk, he was like, why did you beat me? He was asking Usyk why he beat him. <laughs> and he was like... <laughs> He's like, he's like, it was because I, because Usyk was trying to say you're a good boxer, man. Like no, you're, Usyk you're was like, you're very strong, and he's like, yeah, he's like, you're strong powerful. doesn't mean like, anything. He doesn't mean anything. You, why did you be? But it, like, like, he he has good intentions. His mind is in the right place. He wants to become the best boxer, not just the most powerful guy, but his way of going about it. And when it doesn't necessarily work out for him, he is it's hard for him to handle. I've got to give credit to AJ really because. You know, after everyone thought he was the money man and all of this, and, mm -hmm. and you can only imagine how sick Eddie Hearn is to have to take 40% of this oh, of this God. fight when he has held all the marbles for the longest fucking time with AJ has always been the A-side. The fact that he's going in there, he's like, my God. And if Fury trashes AJ in style, Oof. you ain't going out there. And, and that DAZN deal, all of a sudden, whoa. Looks that yeah, is looking rough. bad value, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, um, but I got to give credit. AJ just went, yeah, fuck it, take it, you know, immediately. Yeah. And, yeah. and showed he really is about that life. And yeah. most fighters, and I've seen a lot of boxing experts coming out, pro boxers saying he needs some confidence building fights. He needs a trash can, he needs a Dillian White, and then he yeah. needs a big fight. So he's literally going, out of the frying pan and into the fire from Usyk to Fury and that at this at this point in history that's the two hardest fights in the heavyweight division yeah yeah no you can't you can't like say what you want about you know AJ's mindset maybe being off with some of these fights or him not pulling the trigger in the ring but him taking these fights even the Usyk rematch right away like you're seeing a guy that maybe isn't necessarily where he needs to be technically or skill or, or mindset wise yet, but he still has that, right? Still mm. believes that he can go out and, and compete with the best. So my one, my one hope, take that. My one hope is that what we didn't get from AJ in the Usyk fight was the anger, the rage. Yeah, bring it and out. And yeah. Tyson Fury will bring that out of you. <laughs> I, I really hope he does because we need to see AJ like angry yeah. as fuck and wanting to take this guy's head off in order for him yeah. to even have a chance. If you come in yeah. there tame, it's not even nah. worth it. Nah, Tyson's gonna pop his jab in your face while Sugar Hero is screaming, "Jab the motherfucker in the in the corner," and it's not gonna go well. Jab the motherfucker! Fight, I yeah, love it. He's, he's love it. All over him. But this fight's huge, man. I mean, I know mm. we, we we it's it's that's an obvious statement, but wherever they do it, hopefully, obviously, it's in the UK. It is huge, and this is gonna be one of those fights that should AJ actually get it done. It rectifies everything. Like all of the missteps, all of the losses, gone like mm -hmm. that. Because you beat basically what most people consider this generation's greatest heavyweight. Mate, if 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 AJ just fucking flash knock Fury out, Eddie Hearn will take off and probably exit the stadium via like a fucking <laughs> blimp or something. Like it's gonna be wild. And the one thing one thing that we haven't talked about is um in Fury trying to rush this fight through. Mm-hmm. I do think that there's a. I don't know if you know what Floyd always did, but I. Pr yeah, yeah. Floyd, Floyd never had camps for more than five weeks. Yeah, well, not that everyone else knew about. 
So, uh, exactly. so Floyd is in camp four <laughs> exactly. weeks. He rings every, yeah. and then he rings you up, Conor McGregor. Yeah, you got six weeks, bitch. Be ready. <laughs> Boom. And meanwhile, he is in full swing. Full Conor's scrambling around trying to get That's to Vegas. That's all Floyd does. He just this trains. Is what, yeah, and this is, I think, partly is like saying the state AJ was in. He's like, yeah, quicker, quicker I get him in the ring, the better. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, AJ. I think it's only fair to give AJ till December, considering uh, how long yeah, this last saying, camp was. Yeah, Tyson was saying November 29th or December third, and then AJ was like December fifteenth, and then Tyson's like, "Take it or leave it." Those are the dates. Yeah. So yeah. I think you're pretty spot on with that assessment. It's he's a smart, quick. smart guy, and yeah. uh, I don't think people sort of realize. And he disguises it well by being this big, baldy clown uh, who mm-hmm. says this, says that, says the other. This is all him putting out confusion so that no one realizes yeah. what a fucking master he is at this game and how he has studied everyone. From I've seen him in press conferences back in the day where Prince Nassim Hamed was in and he was like, mate, I'm the heavyweight version of you. I studied you. Like, this is real smart from him. Um, and it's weird, but now AJ is the underdog. I kind of, I feel for him a bit. Like I said, he goes out and gets his done, man. Mm. Or like even on top of the world, or even puts out a, a, a like you know like Otto Wallen like did. a Deontay Wilder performance. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned earlier AJ's head is like a spider's yeah. web. Well, yeah. you know where I'm going with this one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Anderson the Spider Silver is fighting Jake fucking Paul. Oh my this god, this shit is oh my god. wild. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't. I mean, this is like mental to me. I know people it's not even receiving the amount of like shock and awe value that it that it's worth you're talking about the greatest fighter possibly ever and Jake Paul <laughs> it's not like how, what like I have no other I don't even <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it this is fucking nuts what what what, what is mad right is how people's hate for Jake Paul will always cloud their judgment. And it's it's I been know. happening. I made 14 I, grand I on, on him to I not on fuck the, out of Ben Askren, for Christ's sake. It's been happening. I, know. But I now, was on the front lines on Twitter yesterday. It, it's yeah. been crazy. It, 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 I mean, it, the best bit, the, my favorite bit of this whole shit is where Jake sits there and goes, don't let me promote a fight. Let Dana White do it. And you've got Dana White saying how great Anderson Silver is and how Jake yeah. Paul would never fight him. Yeah. And um, yeah, it is a bit weird. I mean, look, I get Anderson Silver, 47 years old, and he is not what he once was. And if and if yeah. Anderson Silver was that guy now, this wouldn't even be worth having because no offense no. to Jake, the guy was a ninja, right? He was, <laughs> a, he was the modern day Bruce Lee, right? You couldn't right? touch him. You could not touch him. There's a debate on whether or not he's the greatest ever in MMA. People talk about Khabib, John Jones, George St. Pierre. What there isn't a debate on is who was the most spectacular fighter we've ever witnessed. The one who made all of our jaws drop, the most electrifying man in MMA ever. For me, like, it was Anderson Silva. I'll never forget watching him humiliate Forrest Griffin in the way he did. And um, the skills aren't quite what they were, but... He is still smashing people up in boxing, still got that mm-hmm. power, and the power is the last thing to go. Do, do you think people are still not giving Jake enough credit, or is it just me? Here's the thing. I don't even think the skills are not what they were. His speed is not what it was. That's right? what I mean, his, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe his chin is, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's 50, and that's a, that's a fun little narrative to run with. His chin might not be what it always was, but 
Anderson's still Anderson. He still possesses all those things. People are not giving Jake the credit that he deserves at all for this. Because not only is, is and I said this in my video, if you wanted Jake to fight Tommy Fury or any of these lower level boxers at the moment, Anderson beats most of those guys. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about? Are we just are we just saying fight a boxer for the sake of saying fight a boxer? Like yeah. it I mean, doesn't I make think any we sense. All, to we me. all realized after the last zone event what, what, what you know. Um, I'm saying like we keep saying fight a, a boxer, man. It's Anderson fucking right. Silva. We're, we're talking about a guy who in his prime was gonna fight Roy Jones Jr. at one point. Like yeah. he he ain't a bum. Yeah, this is not not only is he not a bum. But Anderson brings things that Jake has never seen. Jake has never had a reach disadvantage. Anderson's going to bring him that. Jake's never been at a skill disadvantage, honestly. Anderson's mm. going to bring him that. And so there's things He's that Jake has never He's never had the level faced. of confidence where someone's going to clown him and fuck yeah. with him. If he can't, if you can't get on the inside and hurt this guy, he will humiliate you and take, and and take pleasure in yeah. showing the YouTube kid who the fucking daddy is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Anderson's it's going to test Jake in so many fucking ways, this. Anderson is known for playing around. And this is where I, I get a little worried, right? If we're, if we're going to talk about, like, the fight itself, yes, this is massive for Jake. This is a huge W, win or lose, because this is one of those things, too, and we'll, I, I, we'll talk about this really quick. This is an idols versus rival or become your rivals yeah. type Go, thing the, for Jake. Have you seen that you picture see that? of them as kids? Yes, yes. That's yeah. so cool to me. Jake is normally the guy that'll that'll piss you off to no end, and he will make you have this vitriolic reaction to say, I want to I want to fight that guy. I want to mm. shut him up. But for this one, I don't need that because I already know how much Jake adores this guy, mm. and it is just the, the fact that he's fighting Anderson Silva that sells it for me. And that is his biggest hero. Like, this is awesome. But this, and we'll talk about the fight, this is where it, what scares me. Because Jake, in this fight, is a massive disadvantage, but he's dangerous. And it's because Anderson loves to play. Mm. And I don't like that Anderson, I don't know, he has to take Jake seriously. If he doesn't, and he starts coming in hands down, starts bobbing, throwing out, and Jake lands a right hand, the entire MMA world dies. Like, it does. <laughs> It, it's over if that happens. Mate, if, 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 if those motherfuckers hated Jake Paul before, <laughs> oh my God, he's going to need extra security if he knocks out the goat. I'm saying. but and, and that's what I think, though. Like, Jake has, like, he has to knock Anderson out. Just to be clear, opinion. just to be clear, for those who are calling Anderson washed up, finished, done, all of that. Yeah. Three years ago, Anderson yeah. went the distance with the middleweight champion of the world in the UFC, Izzy Adesanya. This was yep. only three years ago. Israel Adesanya could not finish Anderson Silva three years ago. And let's be real, it was a striking battle. There was no fucking yeah. grappling going on at all. And no. yeah, there's a lot of kicks in there. But the point I'm making still stands. Like The guy went the distance with the champ of the UFC now. So not he's only still that, got... Though. We're talking about him beating Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Exactly. in a boxing match after that. And again, yeah. you know, we can we can throw the caveats all day and say, you know, Chavez Jr. wasn't what he was when he was younger. His work ethic wasn't the same, yada yada. But we're still talking about a guy that was a WBC champ. Mm-hmm. Like what like in Anderson's second ever boxing match. Ever. 
And when you look at the last fighters that Anderson fought in MMA, even Bisping, Cormier, Brunson, Adesanya, Canyonier, and Uriah Hall, all killers, yeah. absolute murderers, row. He's never yeah. had an easy fight in his fucking life outside of Tito Ortiz, uh, <laughs> who he, he said a snooze villain about two seconds. Very, it looked like Tito was, I don't know what was going on. I mean, it's Tito. He has never been a great striker, but it looked like he was on like slow motion, like loop mode with those hooks. He was just. <laughs> Man, it's, it's tragic. Tito, hey. one, yeah, Tito, one, one of the reasons the UFC is Should where it is today, there. and yet he's still having to get in the ring boxing gloves with the Anderson Silva. But I think one of the main things that gets me is when the Tyron Woodley fight happened. I, I was, I was saying to people like three years ago, Jake Paul did not know what boxing was. He's now in the ring with a nice. guy. What is it now? Four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's in yeah. there with Anderson Silva. Like, yeah, it's an older Anderson Silva. Whatever we want to say, but like, it's amazing how people just adjust to the now and go yeah but you know like and i'm like you it's always just gonna such happen. a hater you are yeah. you you are such a fucking hater it's unbelievable it's always gonna happen with jake fights it, it doesn't matter when it was like we could even that we have the the test cases when it was tommy it was oh well tommy's a little smaller or tommy's not a real boxer or he's just a celebrity guy or and the people that were giving him credit, fair play, but then it was Hassem Rahman Jr. Oh, this was your sparring partner. He's not going to try to knock you out. It's already fixed. Why are you fighting a heavyweight? He can never make the weight. You're weight bullying him. There's always going to be something for Jake, right? It, it doesn't matter who the opponent's going to be. Mm. I've accepted at this point, people just don't care. They want to, to shit on what he does. And listen, I'm not the biggest Jake Paul fan in the world, but this deserves all the credit. You uh, Okay, the age is the only thing you're going to bring me, and he's not a boxer. This is the greatest striker that's ever lived. He won 16 in a row in the UFC. No one can do that. I don't know what else you need. This mm. is this is the fight. And it's going to be the only fight that shows Jake's inefficiencies from the jump that he could have taken right now. Because Tommy Fury, Jake, that would have been a pretty even fight in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Anderson is going to show what Jake lacks from the jump. If, the, if, if there is those yeah. things. Anderson, just to be clear, after, I mean... Look, we don't know the strides that Jake's been making in training, but yeah. based on his last fight with Woodley, his judgment of distance, his 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 knowing when to go, when not to go, so many little, I could list a whole list of things that it, that I just thought he needed to work on. So for him yeah. to go from that to Anderson Silva now, I'm it, it, it could be a big fucking mistake. Big time. Yeah. And and for people who are like, oh, well, it's old Anderson Silva. I'm like, you want to get in the fucking ring with Anderson Silva. Do you know that guy <laughs> that we all remember smoking fools, yeah. smashing Rich Franklin's nose in to a point where yeah. his face looked like a pavement afterwards? Like, yeah. that's ingrained in our mind. So when Jake gets in there, he's seen all the knockouts that I've seen that you've seen. Yep. You got the guy looking at you with his fucking eyes wide open on you. And you're like... There's got to be a moment in Jake's head where he goes, holy fuck, it's Anderson Silva and I've got to fight. <laughs> like, it's very hard to remove that mental component of I'm in there with a, a living legend right now. Yeah. And um, that just takes guts and it takes balls. I think Jake is just fucking crazy. I, I honestly <laughs> do. Like, I don't think there's anything that goes on in this guy's head that that, that he has any fear of any any individual, you know? Like, I maybe, you know, if it was someone like, okay, you, like, pick a massive heavy somebody like that but he's talking about fighting canelo like i know that as a normal person as a realist i wouldn't say those things because i'm i know that's fucking crazy mm -hmm. but i think jake is just fucking nuts and i think this is a, another 
testament to that. He doesn't look, yes, he looks at Anderson as one of his heroes, but he looks at a way to get to that next level. And if that means, like he said, exterminating the spider, okay, like here we go yeah, again. Yeah. He, you have to almost borderline on being delusional to yep. reach the pinnacle of your potential in anything. Always. Yeah. I've always said this about Jake. He is delusional to the highest degree that makes him that like you said those three years that he took and now all of a sudden he's knocking out Tyron Woodley he got there because he was delusionally confident in his yeah. skill and his ability obviously we'll break uh, the fight down closer to the time but right now we both accept it's his biggest challenge by a mile and you've interviewed KSI a lot and KSI is building to a fight against Jake Paul what the fuck does that do <laughs> this fight for I the, know. It, it, it all of a sudden just when we feel like alright KSI's back he's catching Jake yep. up Jake then goes and does something like this and I'm, I mean like what do you think JJ's thinking looking at this fight being announced after he's just had all of that flack for something where I mean JJ didn't get flack personally but the event got criticized for the level of opponents he was fighting where he's fighting guys who look like they've well they literally haven't put a pair of gloves on before so, uh, by the looks of it and then jake paul's getting in there with anderson fucking silver what's going yeah. through jj's mind in your opinion it's tough for for jj because he he i know is actively trying like you said to get to jake and you know i had a discussion with my boy sensei on on our podcast about this like we were talking about the draws like who's the biggest draw and he made such a good point to me he was like the biggest draw that KSI is going to have is Jake, you know, and Jake is now looking to go to Conor McGregor and Anderson Silva, and he's yeah. just boom, 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 that, up in the level. That's because of what Jake's achieved rather than his actual, like, like celebrity power, yeah? Like, yeah. Jake has sort of gone beyond and is now ta being taken more seriously as an actual fighter. As a boxer, right, yeah. yeah. So for, for JJ, you got to look at this and say, you know, I, I think he's looking at it and saying what we're saying, like, damn, respect, you know, okay, he's going out and doing that. If you're JJ, there's a time frame here that you have to do this, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. All because of a sudden, the, do you think goes, the window's got a little tighter. Yeah, the longer it goes and the longer it, it will see, though, like Jake still has to win fights. So he goes out mm. there and gets smoked by Anderson and, and the whole thing opens up again, you know? But the longer this goes and the longer Jake continues to up the levels and win... It, that fight becomes, you know, further and further apart because then JJ has to almost replicate what Jake's doing in a to different it, way, you know? Well, like, he has I, to get I there. I think, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I think he can, um, it's a bit like the Joshua Fury scenario in that people will always want to say it. Yeah. But we're now going into that fight just thinking, well, Fury probably, you know what I mean? Like, and we might right. be in a similar scenario where, if let's say JJ fights Slim yep. and Jake Paul fights Anderson, and these are all big ifs in terms of what happens in those fights, but let's just say, for example, if Jake Paul sleeps Anderson Silva and and JJ Crazy. goes to a decision and wins the decision against Slim, people immediately are just going to be like, well, this ain't on a, we're not on a level here where we can right. actually buy into this as a competitive fight. That's, that's right. the issue. Yeah, no, I, I think that regardless of, of what you look for, in the, if you're just wanting to see Jake fight KSI, then that fight, yeah, like you said, it'll always be there. Yeah. But if you want to look at it as the biggest fight we can make in YouTube boxing, we have to see competition. And for us to see that, mm. JJ is going to have to make up ground quickly. Now, I know and we know through Misfits, they're going to have a ton of events in the next year. Yeah. But that level has to start with Slim or with whoever they're going to fight next, and it has to be congruently like escalating fight after fight and for Jake to be as active as he is it's just hard to see 
unless Jake has a stumbling block, which, I mean, obviously Anderson is that stumbling block. I mean, Anderson could well fucking be that guy to go, yeah. ba- back to YouTube boxing for you, pal. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That, we're, you know we're acting I mean? like it's a foregone thing, like, oh, Jake's yeah. just going to keep going. No, like, he's taking super tough fights, and Anderson could derail this whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, so KSI, Jake, I, I, like you said, I think it, it, we have to see it as competitive, and the more that KSI gets in there and shows more ring time i think we can get a better idea as to what that competitive level will be but as of right now it looks like we're still a ways off yeah i just think by jake even taking this fight it makes it look that way but then like you say if 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 silver plays with him and it's not competitive in any way then all of a sudden jj is making videos laughing and oh you got school yeah back the youtube boxing for you pal come back come back to me we'll have an actual fight because that wasn't you know what i I can see how it could go either way and you can see that that Depending on how Jake does, the road is either, it's either going to be like uh, Fast and the Furious, you know, like yeah. all, all we're coming together here. It, it's, yeah. it's sort of fascinating how, th- how this is such a domino effect of a moment here in this, uh, the new boxing scene that we're seeing. It's a level of one-upsmanship from both guys, right? Like, and, and the way I look at it is KSI, his events, he's trying to up, like, one-up Jake's events. Like, KSI's entire event was immaculate ridiculous yeah yeah and you watch a jake paul event and you're really watching for jake right you're watching for that main event like a most boxing event mate, would be. Mate, let's not forget some of those i mean that ben askren event where they had all those dancers and singers it was awful. fucking hell it was bad it was like, terrible nothing and and that's where like you know misfits have nailed it and uh yeah and we're, i'm not just saying this because we were a part of the show like i I couldn't give a shit it's really. Pl- like if you honest. have two eyes and you can see though, yeah. that's that's the easiest thing to see. It was hands down the best zones. YouTube boxing event that we've ever seen in terms of the all round yeah. package. Um, so that's always going to be there. JJ having that level of upsmanship, if he can then level up the competition, which I think he's going to do with Slim, with you know, if it's Tommy Fury, if he's able to to match the levels in competition and go boom, 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 while keeping that event. As good as it is, it makes his drawing power and the Jake fight even more realistic. Because then Jake sees, fuck, these guys are putting on ridiculous events, and he's starting to get to that level. Then we can make that fight. But one little pebble in this road, and that's the hard part about this fight. We talked about it in studio. Jake trips up, you know, against Anderson, and that's not a pebble. It's a fucking boulder. Mm. Or if KSI has a struggle with one of the, the other guys he fights, and this fight, again, it just separates again. So we have to have everything almost go perfect here. We'll put a pin in it for now. We got to. Um, we got to for now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to talk to you about a couple of more fights before we go. Let's do um, it. Fights coming up. McBroom, Gib, you've met uh, Gib recently. You had a sit down I with did. him. Obviously, his energy is always crazy, but um, how are you feeling about the fight coming up? I love Gib, man. I love him to death. Um, we sat down, and uh, one of the biggest things in the interview, you can hear him breathing the whole time. <laughs> the microphone caught him breathing. And he just, he has this focus about him. And that's, that's I guess, where, where my biggest takeaway was he has this focus and confidence in himself that he's going to go in and, and take Austin out. This fight is is massive for him and it's massive for, you know, the YouTube boxing scene moving forward because let's say Gibb goes in and wins, all of a sudden he's back at the top of the list here, you know, like he I don't know He's top again, 5 the immediately then. Yeah, yeah. And and another thing that you know, we're, we're talking about Gibb, you know, going in, shutting down the promotion, doing all this. Austin's not bad. And and I know this because I've seen too much of him to to and how quickly he's gotten better 
I don't know that people are giving Austin the credit of how good he could possibly be in this sport with more time. And this mm-hmm. is what worries me is that people are and I, I listen, I'm gonna I don't even care to tell you I'm gonna go like Gibbs got my heart, man. I, I can't I can't go against Gibbs. I <laughs> You're can't falling do it. in love, bro. It I happens. know, man. That big nose, what do you want me to do? <laughs> but no, but man, like, you know when you talk about a, a, a growth story as well. Um, that's part just of to it. give you a little bit of a backstory. My first ever commentary gig in YouTube ever was yeah. on this uh, this thing called the Wembley Cup that Spencer um, put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that you might remember as years ago, like everyone was different, <laughs> really yeah. different. But Gabe yeah. more so than the other boys. Even I remember <laughs> yeah. sitting next to him. And he was chubby. He looked like he'd never worked out in his fucking life. He was saying to me like, mate, I couldn't even get on the school team. And now here I am playing at Wembley, yada, yada, yada. And he was funny, but he wasn't like confident and aggressive. And the person he's become now, when you see him shredded in in his latest pictures and all the work he's done with Leon over the years, it's it's a great thing to see someone improve themselves. And the the biggest thing I can give uh, give credit on is he did not let that Jake Paul defeat slow him down. He kept no. going. And we've seen like it ain't easy to do that. Some people no. struggle with it, you know what I mean? And he's yeah. he's a fucking man, Gib. I've got yeah. I've got mate, I've seen him train. I told you some stories. Yeah. The guy is he's got my fucking respect. And look, McBroom. All I can say, I, I, I haven't seen, we haven't seen a lot of them. That that Bryce Hall fight was trash, in my opinion. Yeah. Bryce Hall, not good. And he probably took longer than he should have done to get him out of there. But you're going to have to crack this guy and nail him to the floor in order to beat Gibb, in my opinion, um, because yeah. he's going to keep coming. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see the winner of this because I think they could potentially leapfrog Slim. Especially yeah, yeah. if it's McBroom. I, yeah. I think that's the only thing where Slim looked so good, but McBroom, KSI, it's a it's a huge, huge event yeah. that. They've already got beef there. The problem I see for Gibb is we're, we're in tens, right? We're in 10 ounces, and it doesn't take a big time shot to put someone down with 10s. Mm. He could slap out a hook, and that, that's, that's going to hurt, right? Mm. And the thing I keep seeing in Austin's camp, and this could be a, a good or bad thing for Austin, is he continually looks like he wants to play counterfighter, back foot, snipe Gib on the way in. He's been talking about Gibbs bringing this pressure, bring that pressure, bring it, bring it. I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take advantage. He's gonna of try it. and use the Jake Paul blueprint and he move backwards and crack him he on the way. He wants to snipe. He yeah. wants to snipe. And and that's like I said, it's it's a dangerous game because all of a sudden you might be. And I know it's Austin's promotion, so if you're down three rounds, really you're probably tied three rounds. But <laughs> if if you're down. He's like, oh, we just won three. We're good. Yeah. But if if you're if you're taking that approach and you can't snipe Gib, and all of a sudden the volume starts adding up, now you may be down three, four rounds, and you know you have to turn it around in those last two. But it's really going to come down to can Austin catch Gib coming in like he plans on doing, and can Gib enter range safely? Can he have that patient pressure? I, th- and I think show a Gib bit can. You know, I, I think it's going to be. Don't get me wrong. Look. Uh, I think he'll get cracked a few times, but I think he'll stay with it. And I think we may end up, I would not be surprised if we end up with a controversial decision because the thing about Gibb that I think people don't uh, appreciate now uh, because they've only seen that big win he had recently against Taylor, but it's educated pressure now. It ain't, it ain't. I, I think um, if anything, and it's gonna have some to of the be. criticism that I I had of JJ in his in his fight of how he was entering, how his shot selection wasn't quite right. Like if you look at Gibb and the Taylor Holder fight, 
that's how you fucking beat someone up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. With that style, educated pressure, jabbing on the way in, he judged the distance well. Um, and I think his, his boxing IQ is more improved than what people think. The only thing I worry about with Gibb is he shut Taylor down immediately. And Taylor was never the same in that fight after that first round. He just couldn't get shots off. Can he do the same to Austin? Is Austin going to wilt away or is Austin going to be able to uh, land something early or just be there late? Austin's a, an arrogant bastard, though, which I, I, I know. for fighting I know. is great. It, it, I know. It, it means he's not going to give up as the way Taylor did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem, too, is like you have Gib, you know, two or three rounds, he banks in, but Austin catches him in, in four or five, and mm. all of a sudden it's a different round. They're going six, so it's six threes. I like it. I, the only thing, and this is another thing I worry about with Gib, what is his ceiling, right? Like, like as a boxer, as a talented boxer, what is his talent ceiling? Because we both know. He even told me, he's like, I didn't do a push-up till I was 21. Like, we don't, it, like, athleticism is not something we know Gib for. We know him for hard work, dedication, pressure, and now he's starting to become that athlete that we he, wanted he, to his see. His engine is is really something. I will give him that. I think that's right. where he will surprise Austin a little bit with the level yeah. that he can keep up for that length of time. It's mad. Yeah. I just wonder... And, and again, experience, like this is why I'm going with Gibb. He has experience. He has mm -hmm. that engine. He has become a better boxer over that last, like the, the the amount of time he's put into it has made him a pretty decent boxer for this level. Austin is just a different, and I know we talked about it, him being a basketball guy, but he is a different level of athlete. Mm. And he's picking his sport up quick. I would say just as quick as Jake and, and, and Logan did. Wow, really? Yeah. Because I, I, mean, I haven't watching, seen the same footage that you have, bro. So that's, I'm just watching, that's really I'm just watching, shocking. His footwork, I'm watching some things he's doing, and he's a natural right-handed guy, but he's actually starting to look like a southpaw. And uh, I don't know that he's going to look as clean and crisp that he does in some of his footage when Gibb is in front of him. And that's going to be, that's what we're, you know, we're looking yeah, for, the ultimate yeah. test. It's very you know? hard when you've, when you've got like, the Tasmanian devil on you. Yeah. Right. And that's why Jake was so impressive, like we, in retrospect, right? Yeah. At the time we were like, oh, Jake's going to run this kid over. But in retrospect, Gibb does that to everyone except Jake, you know? So it's like, how does Austin look with that freak train in front of him? Mm. It's just, I know that Austin being a, a decent level athlete to begin with and starting to pick the sport up pretty quickly. I think he has the ability to snipe Gibb. I just don't think if he doesn't do it, he doesn't win this fight. I think Gibb can easily win again, hopefully wins a decision in that promotion, but that's yeah. what I see. Happening. Another Gibb thing, going the decision. One, one last thing I will say is Gibb's got the fucking chin as well. To be fair to him, like, Jake smashed him and he kept, with he tins, kept getting up. Yeah. Where other people did him with tins and he so popped it, right back it's up. It's going to take the shot of a lifetime from McBroom. And if to be fair, look, if McBroom does it, then there's your sale. Because again, say, you just beat the, the, the guy who, who sparred KSI for months on end. And, you know, the, the, that's, a, that's a hell of a, a moment. But we're with Gib. Obviously, we love Gib and uh, we believe in Gib. Uh, last fight Gibber. I want to talk about is uh, an interesting one that looks like it could be happening in January on the next KSI card. Logan Paul, Dylan Danis. We are finally going to see Dylan Danis Bro, in don't even a say fight. I don't, I don't think we're going to see really? him. Really? I don't, I don't know because how many times have we done this? How many times have we said, <laughs> all right, it's time. Dylan Danis, X person, right? Yeah. Logan versus Dylan. I just don't know yet, right? And, and I would love to see it like Dylan if you're ready, let's do it. Logan, obviously, take some time off from WWE. Let's let's get it. 
but I, I, I would love to see this fight. This, I'm not, this I, fight I'm needs not a hater. Like Dylan, Dylan was bitching about me after I, uh, I laughed at that. <laughs> Logan said he's like the gum on the bottom of your shoe. That you did. I, <laughs> I was like, it's so true though, because he is that person now in fighting where he's just there. Like he never yeah. does anything. He's just chirping away. He has achieved nothing in terms of actual uh, striking. Even if he gets in there with Logan, I'd have respect for him genuinely yeah, because because no, I, I, I think, think Logan what, beats the living fuck out of him. Yeah, like I, Logan's definitely at an advantage here, but that's what I think people just want to see him back up the things he said continuously mm. Mm. about the Pauls and about really anyone. Like you said, he's just <laughs> John around. Jones, you name it, yeah. you name it. Uh, he's just around and all of a sudden, you know, he has this opportunity and it seems like you can't use the, I wasn't healthy. I'm not saying it was an excuse, but you can't say that now. Like you are now healthy. You are training. It is time now to, to go and do this. Hopefully Scott Coker is like, yeah, okay, like go do Fuck this, it. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the fight, man. Like, please just, I don't know, make it happen because I can't do another one of these things where Dylan's like, ah, you know, two months later, I don't know what happened. It didn't work out. And then Mate, we don't get that car. What is, this is the point, though, where if you're a friend of Dylan, you got to go, bro, what the fuck are you waiting for? Like, you're not getting yeah. a you're not getting a check anywhere else. Yeah. And can we talk about like, yes, this card is is potentially going to be stacked. Oh, yeah. Like, from what I'm hearing behind the scenes, and I can't say too much, but I'm hearing this. This is one they want to just blow out of the fucking water. KSI opponent, Logan, hopefully Dylan, other names that are massive YouTubers that I don't think people even know about trying to be on this card. Oh, really? They're talking about, they're talking about this thing being... Like, it, it, that's the good thing is now because you know what fucking clout chasers fucking influencers are they yeah. see the spotlight they're like oh it was I want it everybody, I want it. everybody and, came and in and hey that, it was such an amazing night That that's the thing why like, not the, yeah. the hardest thing about YouTube boxing was getting people to sign up now you got a queue it's perfect I was gonna say now you have so many people I've got one uh, one one question for that event Salt Poppy who would you put him with right now Salt Poppy, who could I put him with that makes sense? Um, Jeez, what are... I mean, okay, Slim is a big if, right? If Slim gets the KSI fight, you can't put him with him, but if he doesn't, that's a pretty decent... I mean, it's an uh, interesting yeah. matchup Slim because Kenny, Salt Poppy's a lot shorter. Slim Kenny is a good one as well, um, and I think that one might even just work out more naturally just because they, they've they all been in talks and stuff. Size-wise as well. Yeah, size-wise, the reach is there for, for Kenny. Oh, man, who does... I, I, I saw a name, a couple... You know, it was funny. I saw someone on Twitter was like, why not go Salt Poppy and KSI? And, you know, Keem is the, the Happy Punch owner, and he was like, I'm keeping Salt Poppy as far away from KSI as possible. <laughs> Because I think people know, like Salt Poppy's dangerous. You oh know? yeah! Oh yeah! So you oh, yeah. you you know, so you might want to keep him just just keep him over here for a couple of years, you know, and then maybe. But you got to build him up so that, that fight when it happens, you know. That, yeah, that 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 you know, I, it, it's I'm such saying, a though, strange gotta, one because look at the end of the day, what Salt Poppy did was spectacular, but who he did it against wasn't. Right, it doesn't no, mean Andy it's was, repeatable. But yeah. that's why I'm saying, like, if it's JJ versus a McBroom and, and then we have um, Salt Poppy. What about Salt Poppy Gibb? Mate. If that, if that fight happens, if, if Gibb, did, did you we're not saying Gibb's going right? to lose. I don't know about you, but I'm, my fire for MMA, it, it's dwindling a little bit lately because, because I've had so many fights. I've Like, the, the UFC, in my opinion, just isn't being run very well since the WME purchase. Like, my, my uh, the appetite. The fight promotion stuff is very weird to me. 
Yeah. They're like, wait till Monday and then here we go with this big event. No one says shit about it beforehand, though. I don't understand. Yeah. I, and also, like, you know, fights that I've been waiting for for so long and not materializing. And, and yeah. I'm just frustrated by basically MMA is becoming everything that Dana used to criticize about boxing. And this yeah. is where we make the fights. People, and it's, it's just not happening anymore. Um, but weirdly, my excitement for that January card, it's 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 going to be basically. It's probably going to be above AJ versus Fury <laughs> purely because I'm just going to be like, what's going to happen? And that's what as as fight fans, that feeling of what's going to happen. Yeah, the fact that we have so many of those on a full night of, of fights in Misfits is. I got to give the guys credit. That's where the excitement's coming from. Obviously, it's not necessarily the skill, but I'm pumped for that January card, yeah. man. It could be, you know, outside of Jake and, uh, you know, KSI and the Logan KSI fights, this could be the biggest one we have for a long time, depending on if the names Man. I'm hearing that are Man. wanting to be on this thing Man. get on it. If it's Oof. Logan and KSI on the same card, it's a wrap. Whatever happens outside of it's it. Over. Yeah, that is, that. whatever they got in, I mean, there's been a dispute of, was it 500? Was it 250? Was it 300? Whatever yeah. it was. They, they, they're going to the moon yeah. <laughs> with that to do, one. to do 500 if they did that with that, like not only the card was, was amazing, but to do it with those two people as the main event with KSI, you give KSI a credible name, oh my, like Tommy Fury yeah, and Logan on the card, you're doing a mill. Like you're doing yeah. at least a mill. All right, brother. It's been a pleasure as always. I know the people love when we uh, chop it up here yes, on sir. the Pain Game Podcast. Everyone go and subscribe to Wade. He's a fucking legend. He's a diamond and he's killing the game over in America. I've been trying to get him to move to the UK so we could do more content, <laughs> um, but we'll see what Getting happens. We'll get over there, man. We'll do it. Yes, brother. Uh, all right. That's that's all from me and Wade. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to the True Jody YouTube channel. And we'll see you later. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with my code TRUE and get free shipping on orders over £100. That's 25% at trueclassic.com with the code TRUE.